It's a new day, yes it is! to the greatest podcast of all time, which is entitled The New Day. Feel the power. Baby. Cut, Kofi, you cut out. You cut out. You cut out. That's a demerit for you, Kofi. One, that's one. One demerit on that's, you. That's one. Look, yeah, give it to Kendrick. Let Kendrick have a demerit. You can have that one. I'll get, I'll get <laughs> no. that. He hasn't even said a word yet. Yeah, I know, yeah he's I know, our I know, guest. I know. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to guest. him. That's a gift. That's a gift. That's a gift. You take my demerit. Here we go. Baby, nope. Nope. Really? That's a second demerit. Yeah, it's two. Okay, Kendrick, you, you, you don't want three demerits. You don't want three demerits. <laughs> let them have yeah. it. Give them. Give, give them something. You know, that's not a gift. That's no, really, a curse. Uh, I'm a generous, yeah. I'm a generous Come individual. We, we, we can't do the rest of the podcast until you hit the baby. Like that's, we have to. Hit the baby, strike the baby. <laughs> yeah. So you hit the yes, baby. hit the baby. <laughs> has, has not hitting the baby effectively worked? <laughs> Discipline that baby. <laughs> he didn't. Oh God, okay. Baby, yeah. 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 There, there we go. There that, we go. It took five minutes, but uh, here we are. <laughs> And his two demerits. That's real early. Well, right. I, you know, not that's, mine. That's four, that's four fouls in the second. I gifted to him. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the man that we are talking about gifting things to, as Kofi already said, it is Kendrick, but I need to make sure that you guys understand. This is not a man who you simply say, oh, he's, he's here. This is a man with a mind for wrestling, with a mind for life, with a mind for creativity that is, that is second to none. A man who has pulled himself up by his bootstraps has been working since the day he came out the womb to be the man, and he is today. Ladies and gentlemen, on our podcast today, we have Brian Kendrick. Mm. <laughs> Mm, welcome. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> How do I live up to that, huh? <laughs> hey, thanks for having me, fellas. What yeah, up? of course. So does three demerits means I can bounce? Is that the deal? Well, we no, need no, one. No. Once you get three uh, demerits? You're stuck here. You're stuck here. Oh, okay, you're stuck. Okay. Yeah. yeah yes. right. <laughs> we have a thing on our podcast. We can hang up on you, but you can't hang up on, on us. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. That's the deal. I, I don't know. I think I, I might be able to. No, 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 no. Don't do it. Don't do it. You physically can. We know you physically can. Okay, okay, okay. okay yeah. Yes, you're, you're not allowed to. So, uh, like you heard, uh, we're talking to the fantastic Brand Kendrick. I am Xavier Woods. I am Big E. And I am Kofi Kingston. And welcome to today's podcast. We're going to ask you some hard-hitting questions, Kendrick. I know that you have been uh, in the in the media spotlight for years because you know you've been wrestling on TV for such a, uh, I say, I say a good while. And so you've been asked a million questions on a million different interviews, probably what's your favorite match? How'd you get into wrestling? What I want to know about is conspiracy theories. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. The Mandela effect. That's why we're yes, here. That's In case you don't know, let's, I'll preface this by saying that Brian Kendrick uh, may very well be the most interesting, thoughtful man in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say when I walk into a locker room and I speak to this man, I know I'm going to have uh, a conversation that may be unpredictable, that may be off the wall, 
This man's mind is one that always entertains me and the depths and the abysses that exist. Have you ever seen The Cell? <laughs> Have you seen the movie The Cell? Vincent D'Onofrio and J-Lo? And, uh, J-Lo? Yes, yeah. that's what I picture Brian Kendrick's mind as. This colorful, off the wall, just this bizarre world. And if you get stuck in it, you'll never leave. That's it. And, uh, and you don't know what to expect. And inside is chaos. And hell and heaven and just the entire uh, vastness of the universe exists within within this man's mind. That's what I like to picture. That's it. It's real lonely in there. <laughs> it's so true, though, man. Like to, to Eastport too. Like there have been several times where I'll either like be in a rush or like be going from point A to point B, and then I'll have to go to the locker room to grab something and leave. But then I'll hear you having a conversation with somebody. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll stay. And I'll just sit around and just be a fly on the wall. You know, some of the conversations and stuff that you have are just, uh, they're, they're great, man. Oh, thanks, fellas. Well, I enjoy conversating with all three of you. <laughs> You're very, very knowledge, very, very astute man. Uh, and so it always, you know, talk it's just, a lot is all. That's all it is. But the thing is, I feel like all the stuff that you talk about is always interesting. Like, like the guys are saying, as soon as they hear your your voice in some sort of weird debate, most likely with like a Sami Zayn or something like that. Mm. <laughs> uh, we know it's going to be very interesting. And so uh, I know that uh, I've talked a lot to Bo about like conspiracy theories and stuff like that and just falling into rabbit holes on the internet and then realizing, you know what? This, this is like a real thing. I'll say that talking to you has gotten me more in that zone of like, both try, possibly believing the unbelievable. So like, have you always thought like this? No, uh, it was actually uh, South Park. <laughs> there, there, there was an episode when uh, Cartman was trying to blame Kyle for 9-11. Yeah, then it kind of spiraled from there. And then it was just every, everything that pops up is like, oh, maybe, maybe this works. <laughs> Cartman made a few good points in that thing. And so, yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, got, it got me curious. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't believe it all, but I entertain all of it because it's very entertaining. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people shut their minds out to things like that, but you always being open to the next new fun creative thing is, is one reason that I think uh, people, people kind of gravitate towards you. And I will say uh, that very much uh, shows itself in your organization, wrestling pro wrestling. Oh, shucks. Thank you. So uh, I'm curious to like hear a lot about more about that. If you guys don't know, uh, could you give them a little rundown on that, Kendrick? Yeah, uh, wrestling, pro wrestling. It's uh, twice the wrestling, twice the fun because it's twice the wrestling. <laughs> Our current champion is Sexy Chino. He recently defeated Ricotta Flair of the Fromage Horseman. April 28th, uh, there was scheduled to be an alien invasion, and uh, we, we thwarted their efforts once at Wrestle War of the Worlds 89-18, but I think this go-around... I don't know if we had the, the uh, firepower to combat them. <laughs> so, so they respectfully delayed their invasion uh, because of the, the coronavirus? Well, yeah, because there was no event. So the, the whole deal is that these aliens, they wanted to test their metal. And so they're going after the fiercest warriors on the planet, which turned out to be Serial Man and Eric Watts. Uh, who uh, the two of them, they despised each other at the time, but you know, uh, they, they, they make better friends than they do enemies. They joined forces to 
uh, Save Wrestling Pro Wrestling, but the next stop would have been the world. And uh, luckily, we, we cut them off at the pass. But again, <laughs> who, who knows, you know? <laughs> and okay, so so again, so for people that, that don't understand the things that are being said right now, can you, can you explain Serial Man? Yeah, so Serial Man is from some distant planet uh, in the Milky Way. <laughs> what it turns out is that this was a dying planet. So the, on the Serial Planet, they created the Diabeastie Boys, which are more or less like robots that would, uh, it was a sign of progress, right, to help build roads, make pathways and stuff like that. But sooner or later, the Diabeastie Boys turned on the Serial Planet and started uh, well, it was like a terminator situation so one of their fiercest warriors sent out his battle mask uh into the solar system and luckily it landed on earth and uh <laughs> a young man named Derek smith put this this warrior mask on and now he's melded and became serial man and he's here to uh teach kids about uh, the importance of a balanced breakfast <laughs> <laughs> None of that is my idea. That's all Derek's idea. I wish I could take credit for it, but that's one of my partner's Derek's creations. <laughs> the the fact that it's when you see cereal man and you realize it's a his head is a huge cereal box <laughs> that just sits on his shoulders. <laughs> and he, has one, he has one weakness, which happens to be milk. It, it makes him <laughs> soggy, which is silly because you think they kind of go hand in hand but i didn't know this is the way it is yeah <laughs> uh why was serial man in the movie the fanatic which was directed by fred durst and starred on triple <laughs> uh i don't know if he was out there handing out flyers or just went on craigslist and found a way to get 50 bucks for hanging out being an extra but yeah you could see serial man i mean i'm sure most of your audience has seen the fanatic it uh it did pull in almost two thousand dollars box office so. <laughs> <laughs> chance if you haven't seen wrestling pro wrestling you've seen the fanatic so that guy the one that says serial man on his giant box head that's that's a <laughs> former champion of wrestling pro wrestling uh did you ever face serial man in hood slam I have not. I, I, I never. Um, and thank goodness I didn't because, you know, he's he's big and burly and has superhero powers like giant swings and body slams. Goes a mean <laughs> leg drop. And I don't know, man, like I've, I've had a fair amount of success in pro wrestling, but that's because a lot of cruiserweights don't do leg drops. Anymore. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that, that was it. That was the, that, that was the one. You saw your opening. You saw the void that needed to be filled. One of these cruiserweights are doing leg drops. Yeah. <laughs> oh, imagine if I had to wrestle psychosis, a leg drop off the top. I might have had to call it quits. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I, well, so speaking about so so wrestling, pro wrestling. I actually had the chance to go to uh, one of your shows, and um, just to give like a little bit of a backstory, and you'll have to get like the, the nuances of the actual storyline. But I don't know if you remember. So we were actually in Saudi, and uh, we were on the way. I think from the building uh, or, or the hotel to go to the show. Now, we have probably a good, like, maybe five, six buses. Each of them hold, like, maybe 80 people on there. And the bus that I happened to choose to get on was the bus that you were on. So, mm -hmm. and then I ended up sitting, like, right next to you. So, again, like, so to me, like, the, the chances of that happening, 
are so wild and bizarre, right? Like, the, who, what are the chances I'm going to sit next to Kendrick out of all people? So we get to talking about the uh, storyline that you had going on in wrestling, pro wrestling for, uh, I think it was like four, four years or so. How long was the... Uh, oh, oh, the, the twin, the, twins. The, the, yeah, the, the twins, that's no less than four years, that storyline. Yeah. yeah. No, so I remember you telling me about mm. the story and that it was going to have like the big blow off in a couple mm-hmm. of months, you know, mm-hmm. and then it just so happened that like I was shooting something in San Diego and then we had a show uh, the next day and originally they had me flying out of San Diego, but it just so happened to be the same night that the big blow off was going to go down. So I'm like, you know what? Cancel all my flights or whatever you have. <laughs> I, need, I need you to give me a car to L.A. right now so I can go watch this show, you know? <laughs> and then it was it was probably the single greatest thing that I've ever experienced <laughs> in a live crowd in wrestling. Because number one, like, the, you know, the, the characters that you were describing, you know, Serial Man is just one of many unique characters that you have on the roster. And it's just a different side of wrestling that, number one, like me, I don't get to see, let alone like sit in the crowd. I can't remember the last time like I sat in the crowd of a show, you know, and to be like so close to the ring as this big like four year blow off goes down that you told me about like months before. To me, it was just like the stars aligned, you know, for me to be on that bus, sit next to you, have you tell me the story. I happen to be in San Diego and then I go down to, you know, wrestling, pro wrestling and get to witness like the fruition and like the joy in your face. And you were telling me about like the, the, just the back and forth between those two guys. I don't know if you want to explain that to everybody because you, you would do it a lot more justice than I can. So you were there for the Kumite, even though that's blood sport yes. match, right? Oh okay. yeah. So there was this guy, King Desi. He was attack, uh, attacking Sexy Chino, a baby face on our promotion. He was disguised as a uh, fan when they were doing a dance contest. And boom, he attacks him from behind, takes off the hat, takes off the Groucho Marx glasses. It's King Desi. Why King Desi? Why? King De- uh, Sexy Chino then later dresses up as Mean Janine and uh, gets attacked by Sexy Chino. Turns out, uh, as months progress, that uh, the reason he attacked them is because they're twin brothers. And King Desi of Monrovia mailed off his twin brother to Chino, California. The thing is, is that Chino is a few minutes older, so he's the rightful heir to the throne. (laughs) We have something called a loser gets frying pan match. What a loser gets frying pan match is, is if you lose the match... Jeff the Frying Pan Man from Scramblers, Inc., it's a company we, we hire, hits the loser over the head with the frying pan. Now, the character doesn't die. Well, the character disintegrates. The performer, though, stays intact. They just come back as a different character. It's a very Looney Tunes amnesia idea. So all the Chinos versus uh, Desi's Corks, five on five, uh, sexy Chino, flexi Chino, Texi Chino, Mexi Chino, and Cappuccino versus all the Desi's. <laughs> Desi wins, saves uh, sexy Chino only if he becomes his gesture. It, it'll go on and on. So anyways, I'll, I'll fast forward through all the, the dips and he becomes Mini Chino and all this stuff. So finally, we have King Desi versus Sexy Chino in a Kumite match. It's an ancient way match from Kickboxer where they wrap their hands and twine, dip it in resin, then broken glass. Beforehand, though, they had a little board breaking display. Well, Sneaky Pete snuck out 
and slipped an anvil under the board. So when Chino broke those boards, he broke his hands. <laughs> but he still it's has like that a- match later on. You might have to edit. I, I, I have to swear to quote it, but they, they wrap themselves up. Boom, boom, boom. Music's playing. Takes about 10, 12 minutes for the whole thing. Ding, ding, ding. Chino throws one punch with his broken hand. King Desi goes, oh, you got to be kidding me. I quit. And that was the end of the four to five year feud. <laughs> One punch and he quit. That was it. <laughs> oh, so great. And then it was the end of the show. That <laughs> was the end of the show. <laughs> some people cheered. Some people said, what the hell did I just sit here for two hours for? And uh, I laughed hysterically. But then <laughs> More often than not, you hear one voice howling with laughter <laughs> in, in, in a pit of silence, and it's just me cackling from behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> so great, because you, so, you got to think about the people that invested, you know, who've been going to wrestling, <laughs> pro wrestling for four years, for four years. They've been following this story, all the ins and outs and the dips, and, and that's yeah. the way that it ends. Oh, my God, just amazing. Amazing. That's the way it ends. <laughs> and that's it. And I, everybody's, what, what, is that it? Yep. That's it. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thanks for, <laughs> Thanks for your love. Yeah, it was just Yeah. I remember when you told me that story, I told like 10 different people and I was in tears every time <laughs> I told the story. And it was to the point where I was like, okay, I, I have to come to a show. I have to. <laughs> and then I, I finally got to come to one and I just remember like so you said like you're just laughing <laughs> backstage i look over and you're standing there like a proud papa huge grin on your face just <laughs> chuckling like be- deep belly laughing at what's happening in the ring and what's going on with everybody in the crowd like you're just so pleased and it's it's like the most pure thing cuz the fact that it's called wrestling pro wrestling it's everything in wrestling that like you would want to happen you know like it would be ridiculous if a three-headed draftora came oh. in and then was fought by a huge Mr. Peanut, which is what? The ghost of George Washington yeah, Carver? George, George Washington Carver's monster, yeah. Just, yes. <laughs> yeah. That was like, not my idea either. That was Ben and Derek's by partners. I, I thought it was a ridiculous idea, but uh, hey, hey, they were right. It, it was fun. So amazing to again to see like a man dressed in an oversized Mr. Peanut outfit <laughs> in a wrestling ring. You know, it just, it's so, it's so bizarre in the best way possible. And even like a Pop-Tart man, right? Is that? Pop-Tart boy, yeah. Pop-Tart boy, Pop-Tart boy, excuse me, he's a boy. So he's like, so he's a legit, like, you know, like five by five Pop-Tart. Like, you know, he wears the outfit and he wrestles in this Pop-Tart outfit. And he's trying, like, (laughs) watching him, like trying to get over the top rope. To like get into the ring, it takes like it's five minutes of teetering and tottering, and he's like struggling just to like get it because he's wearing like a five by five pop tart outfit, and then like seeing him like go to the top rope, and then he does like a like a splat. That it's so just like I said, man, like ridiculous and bizarre in the best way possible. Everyone there is like there to have a good time, and like it's just awesome, man. I love it. I love it. Oh, thank you, fellas. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we were talking about it so much, and so it's to the point where. When, when I got hurt, 
I would fly myself to LA at the end of every month to go see wrestling for wrestling because it's because it's that good. So so thank you, thank you for wrestling for wrestling. Thank you guys, you got me blushing. Oh. I appreciate it. Gosh. And then one dude, like I, I I don't mean to keep going like up and down the roster, but oh, please, I just have please, to. Yeah, like yeah. who who's the dude that uh? So there's uh, two of them in like one pair of pants, hmm. right? Two man gang. <laughs> two man gang. So they're in, like two, so so they they have like three legs. They put like yeah. you know. And like, just think about like hitting the ropes, watching them hit the ropes and trying to do like moves in coordination and then like somebody hitting one but missing the other. Oh my God. Magnifique. Magnifique. Oh yeah, they, they, they actually starred in a movie. They were in Weekend at Bernie's 3, which we were lucky enough to film at, uh, at a wrestling pro wrestling show. Bernie Lomax at this point, though, he's a skeleton, but he's still wearing a wig. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever get a theatrical release, but we have the trailer. Yeah. I was like, oh, really? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, only a wrestling pro wrestling. We get a Bernie's three exist. Yeah. Do you have a, uh, a favorite character? Uh, it's hard to say. They all they all make me and, like we had some really good wrestlers, too. But my favorite character might be the great Branzino, who's a uh, he's a wizard. He's a dwarf, uh, wrestles on. Well, he's a, he's a normal sized person, but he puts like dwarf on golf. So he puts the fake knee, uh, feet on his knees and has mm-hmm. a magic power where he can make himself levitate, which is just standing on his feet. <laughs> but uh, when two men gang hitting the ropes is funny, but <laughs> seeing the great Branzino hit the ropes and duck clotheslines just by running straight just makes me laugh every time. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of characters that really... Uh, uh, actually, Giant Haystacks is one that just debuted who's just a giant haystack. And uh, he's got a full jug band that plays the whole time. And yeah, I don't know. It's hard to pick. It's like picking your favorite kid. That's why I don't have kids because I don't want to pick any favorites. Plus, I'm irresponsible and selfish. But yeah. Three very good reasons. (laughs) At least you know. At least you know. So as far as you as Brian Kendrick go, I want to know like what so it's a weird question so i'm i'm curious to to know like what's what's been your plan over the course of your life i know this is a completely different direction and what we've been going with but okay so you you were part of wwe you are part of wwe uh you were incredible while you uh were there in the past and while you're here now uh you got wrestling pro wrestling what's the goal for brian kendrick you know it's going to change with uh the circumstances, but you know, right now I would love to make wrestling pro wrestling, um, self-sufficient is the right word, but I want to make it profitable to where, um, I can have a whole crew, uh, that make their living doing wrestling pro wrestling. So whether that's just by being a traveling show or getting a, a television deal somewhere, that's, that's my dream. Um, and at the same time, you know, continue to work for the WWE been doing, stuff out at the uh, NXT UK and uh, doing a little bit of wrestling there, but some training and producing. And, and turns out that's a lot of fun um, working with the younger guys. I, I had a blast. They're all very hungry. So if I can juggle both of those, um, I'll do that until I make enough money to where 
I can buy a place in Hawaii and just off the grid immediately. Profit and sufficient. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We're good. Yep. Like, oh, we're almost there, babe. We're almost there. <laughs> Once the thermometer hits the red line, we're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> I will say my favorite part was kind of glossed over, uh, which kind of made me a little sad. If we can go back to the man. I was going to say, I was going to say too. Okay. Uh, So I had no idea. We had this conversation, I think a few years ago for the first time. I had no idea. I thought, you know, we talked about uh, Mr. Peanut. Mm -hmm. I thought he had a monocle. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it turns out he does not. So you were the first one to introduce me to the Mandela effect. And then I did some research on my own, but uh, I don't want to ruin this, but essentially there's uh, uh, several things that we believe we know from our childhood or from years ago. Uh, and we know these things. What was, what were some of the other things? I uh, was the Bernstein bears. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Bernstein, Bernstein bears. bears. Yeah. Uh, the monopoly guy having a monocle, you said yep. Mr. Peanut or yep. it's both of both of them with is whether they either had a monocle, I think. So- so I think Mr. Peanut might have one. I'm not sure, but the Monopoly guys. The it one was the Monopoly guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. But can you further explain the Mandela effect, please? Yeah, sure. So the idea of the Mandela effect is you having a firm memory about something that when you go back and look at it, there's no evidence of it ever being that way. Berenstein Bears is, is a real popular one because... The way I remember it was it was it Berenstein or Berenstein Bears, but in fact it's Berenstein Bears, S T A I N. Um, now there would have been no debate Berenstein Berenstein if it was Berenstein uh, because that's it's obvious. Um, to me, the most definitive one is mirror mirror on the wall. Um, but if you go back and watch uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, it's magic mirror on the wall. Uh, but I remember Mirror Mirror on the wall, and so do the people who made the movie Mirror Mirror, uh, based off of The Witch. So the idea behind it is either people are misremembering it, or as Philip K. Dick, the sci-fi author, said in some press conference in Paris years ago, that we're living in a simulated reality, and this reality gets updated. And once something gets updated, there's no evidence of the change. The only evidence is our memory. And the easiest way to get people to understand that is if you're playing a game like Grand Theft Auto. Uh, When you turn on the PlayStation, it's saying it's updating to version 1.17. And the change now is that the shotgun uh, fires faster. But you wouldn't know the shotgun ever changed speed unless you remember that the shotgun fired at this rate previously. So the idea is that everything is mind, that there is no such thing as physical reality, and that that whatever this is 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 changing, but it doesn't just change now. Any evidence of it is changed because it changed at its core. You know, other examples of it. There's the JFK, the Zapruder film. Um, a lot of people, myself included, remember four people in that car. Now there's six. Uh, there's the uh, American Gothic painting, which is the it's the old white couple in the farm with the pitchfork. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so the way I remember it is, you know, the couple is just staring forward. But if you look at the painting, the lady's looking at the wife, uh, the, the, the wife is looking at the husband now. You know, did Mona Lisa have a smile, a smirk or not? You know, some of them, Luke, I am your father. 
or no, I am your father. Some of these, I, I don't know. You know, I don't remember how Fruit Loops was spelled. I don't remember if there was a GIF or a Jiffy um, or how Looney Tunes was spelt. But Mirror Mirror, I 100% remember. And there's no no evidence of that ever existing. It's crazy. Interesting. You know what really like messed me up on this too? So, you know, we had that conversation and like in high school, I remember there was one of the students that, you know, went to the school. I, I vividly remember him passing away. Uh, it, it was a tragedy and everything. Maybe like a year ago, maybe, I don't know, eight months or so, I'm on Facebook and I see him in someone's picture. So I'm like, oh, well, this has got to be from like the past, right? He's got his own like Facebook page. He's like, uh, you know, has his, her, uh, his siblings in the picture have been like messaging with him back and forth. So now I'm just like, am I crazy? It, it's got to be me, right? But then I start thinking about like, you know, the Mandela effect or whatever. And I don't even know like if this applies. I, like the logical thing is that like I misremembered this, but in my mind, like I remember vividly like what happened. Have you reached out to like someone you know, uh, you yeah, know your brother I, or someone else? No, my brother was, uh, he's seven years younger than me, so he wouldn't have remembered. Okay. But it's weird for me to go to someone and be like, hey, you remember so-and-so in our school? Didn't he die? And then, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, then I'm the weirdo. No, because you can ask him like, hey, uh, what was the kid's name that passed away when we were in eighth grade? I don't or know. Or anything like that. Oh, I, I say know. do it. Just ask. Yeah, you have know. to. I, gotta, I don't know. You have to. I, I don't, it's, it's, it's trippy. Reach out and to the guy himself. I can't do that. I remember yes. you dying. <laughs> yeah, bro, you can't, you can't do it like that. that. Why not? Because I haven't spoken to him since high school. That's like 20-something years ago. And I, well, because he, you thought he died. Right. Then That's I, a great excuse. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The only reason I haven't caught then, up with you all these years is <laughs> thought you were dead. Sorry. Yeah. And then before I know it, now I have people coming in, taking me to the uh, to the loony bit, you know? <laughs> I, I was almost hesitant about like mentioning it on the podcast. Because even like having this conversation, like I feel like a fool. But like, <laughs> I like I legitimately like remember, I remember this. I remember it was like such a tragedy. And now like he's on Facebook and he's alive and he's like doing all these other things. So I don't know, man. Like, you know what though? I feel, I feel like there's going to be people that remember him the same way you remember him yeah. and they're going to hear this and they're going to go, I thought it was just me. And then yeah. this is going to, something's going to happen. I got to know. We didn't, we need an update. My concern yeah, though is that people listen to this and they're like, oh, they're idiots. <laughs> First the twin, the twin conversation, the twin argument. And wait, then wait, this, wait, wait, wait. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm, just, I'm just saying. The twin conversation, I clearly understood what a twin is and was not. It's, I understand. We two people. So well, you, you, you were vehemently I'm calling I'm us dumbasses and, you know, you you calling us names. I don't want that from people in my hometown, you know? No. Oh, you dumbass, what he's supposed to be? He's just alive. You dumbass, yeah. you think he died? I don't want this. <laughs> well, you know? now I got to know. <laughs> Can you explain the twin conversation to Kendrick, please? So the twin conversation is very simple. So Kendrick, these, uh, I don't want to call the, you know, I, I made a lot of money with these what? guys over the years and, and they're like brothers and all that, all that jazz. But, but these dumbasses, <laughs> so we're, we had the Usos on and we, they proposed, they, they said something like, I think Woods said, what if one of you was born a day earlier? Because, you know, twins are, are born five minutes apart. Mm -hmm. Let's say one of you was born at uh, 11.58 p.m. The other was born sure. at 12.02 at a.m. They thought if they were born on different days, despite coming from the same womb, the same genetic material, everything else is the same, 
they thought they would cease to be twins. Oh, no. I just no. asked the question. The question oh, should no. be the question. Let's have the discussion. The we just have a discussion. You know? That's it. There's no such thing That's as it. a dumb question. That's what we're trying question. to get across here. There's going to be a lot of people out there. so that... many dumb questions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> people say that to be kind, but that's moronic. <laughs> you see? Now you see my dilemma? I can't even, you know, this is my dilemma. This is, this is exactly why. And the thing is, I, I know some dumb wrestlers. I know some people who I would expect this from. I just yeah. didn't expect it from the two of them, uh, Brian. So it was, it was embarrassing, honestly, at that moment. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. So that was that was the twin dilemma. But yeah, see his update. What do you think, Brian? What do you think? Yeah. What do I think? Weigh in. Let's just hear your opinion. Oh no, I I think it's a really dumb statement. Yeah. Doesn't mean they're not. Doesn't mean they're dumb people. Doesn't mean they're not great guys. Super talented wrestlers. Fun to be around. Funny guys. Uh, But no, that's really dumb. When we've all had dumb moments, it's just really dumb. Yeah, it's nothing to do with time. The only the, the the upside to being born the way you propose in their woods is they have separate birthdays, which yeah. would be great. But just because you have separate birthdays, even if they were born two days apart, like one of them got stuck inside a little bit longer, they'd still be twins. Well, now we know at the point, you know, yeah. now we know. But yeah. we, we had to ask the question. Yeah, I was taught. My parents taught me. Don't believe everything you hear. Don't believe everything you hear. Always ask questions, because yeah. if you don't ask questions, you can't really be sure. I was yeah. like, yeah, they're, they're twins, but like, I couldn't be a hundred percent sure. You know, you gotta ask, ask questions. Let's talk about it. You have to ask questions. It was embarrassing. And sometimes <laughs> the answers don't make you any smarter; they make you dumber. You know, what if, what if what if what if the answer was no? We wouldn't be twins. We're born on separate days. You'd be dumber going forward believing that. <laughs> 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 I don't know. But that's very good because you're you're a realist. You're a realist. <laughs> okay. Fair. Fair. <laughs> yeah. But the Mandela effect to me, I, I was always interesting uh, because the concept of parallel universes and simulations. Uh, I don't know. I always find that intriguing and I'm open to these possibilities because there's so much of ex- existence that we don't know and we're trying to figure out. And uh, yeah, that stuff is always fascinating to me that the things that we have these slight tweaks in our universes or cultures or things we, we believe and uh, are no longer that. So yeah, I, I don't know. I have no answers for any of this. And again, we might just come off as idiots, but these are things I'm trying <laughs> to figure out. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. It was always mirror, mirror. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. But, but again, my memory is horrible. So it's hard for me to say there are things that like, if you ask me what I had for breakfast two days ago, I'd give you a different answer today than I would tomorrow because my memory sucks. Um, but yeah, I, that's what I thought too. Mm-hmm. I thought it was always mirror, mirror. Yeah. Well, and if you're saying that, well, I forgot what I had for breakfast two days ago because it wasn't implanted so firmly into your brain. Mirror, mirror was planted so firmly into your brain. And that's what makes it stunning that it changed. Or mm. American Gothic or Bernstein Bears. You know, for other people, it's different things. But anybody who says that, it, it, that, that we're all misremembering, everybody out there right. has something that they misremembered. You know, that, that Ricky Ricardo never said, Lucy, you have some splaining to do. Or, or the Hannibal Lecter never didn't? said hello. Hold on, 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 hold on. Yeah. He never said that? Apparently not. There's no evidence of him ever saying, Lucy, you have some explaining to do. Why in my brain is it, I can even, I guarantee we would say it the same too. Lucy, you got some explaining to do. That's it. Never said it. Hannibal no. Lecter, Hannibal Lecter never said, hello, Clarice. Never happened. How come we all know it? You know? Right. 
bro. So, bro, I'm looking this up right now. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> there's a hundred examples. Some of them, you know, I I don't know. Again, I I don't know how you was Fruit Loop spelt with two O's or was it a UI? I don't I don't know. But uh, some of these I'm I'm certain of. Oh my God! What have you found? Yeah. Wow. It says, uh, did Ricky ever say, Lucy, you got some explaining to do? It says, Lucy, you got some explaining to do. Perhaps the most infamous and viciously debated line on the internet. This off-quoted and mean Ricky Ricardo line is more of a paraphrase as he never says this exactly. I feel like I've heard him say it. Right. You hear That's it. That's insane. You hear it in your mind, right? That's wild. Yeah. But then, the, you know, going back to like, oh, well, maybe we're, uh, we're just dumb and we don't realize what's real and what's not. Like, who's to say? I mean, there was a point in time where, you know, people believed that the world was flat. I mean, some people still do. But in the same, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you're a yeah. flat earther too? I'm certainly intrigued by it. Yeah. Yeah. He almost yeah. got me. He almost got me one day. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of compelling stuff that, uh, a lot of evidence. Uh, or uh, evidence. There's a lot of proofs that that make it seem flat. So I I don't know, but uh, I think it's up for debate. I, what I believe is that Earth doesn't even exist. What what it would exist? Just mind. It's one thing. No matter in my estimation, no matter what you start from, a uh, uh, a let there be light or a Big Bang. It's all one thing that's uh, fracturing outwards. But it you know. The one thing can't really separate from itself because itself is even that space in between. So I think it's one thing with paranoid schizophrenia experiencing itself because the only way it could experience anything is by thinking that it's separate from itself. Um, so, you, yeah, Earth exists in the, the sense that you and I exist or these trees exist, but they don't really. It's all just the imagination of self and that what the human experience is time but time doesn't exist on a different level everything's always happened uh, always will happen there's no such thing as free will um and this conversation no matter how much i tried to get out of it uh was always going to happen yeah there's actually uh there's a show called devs i started watching and they explore uh determinism and uh that's interesting to me that you are you're like bound to make these decisions and have these same conversations and even though you have this illusion of free will uh you're going to do you're you're just on a set path and your life is going to play out in a way that you have no real uh free will over it's it's interesting yeah. stuff to me i don't know what i believe uh, as far as that's concerned but uh i think that the stuff is intriguing i was going to say as far as our flat earth conversation is can we phone up aj styles because I feel like he's, <laughs> yeah. he's definitely the most infamous uh, flat earther in wrestling. I, the internet definitely knows about his his flat earther ways. I don't know why. Did he have like a Q&A or a Reddit uh, AMA or something where he espoused these uh, beliefs publicly? Well, people know about him being a flat earther. And uh, we should discuss his his flat earth ideas. He was he was on the uh, the after show with Daniel. Uh, talking smack. Yeah, talking smack. Oh. Yeah. And so, uh, so Dragon picked on him about it, and that's where it came out. Yeah, got you. <laughs> it's crazy. So good. The okay. So, like you were saying, and as you were explaining it, Brian, it, I, I forgot that we had had this conversation where you explained this this notion to me before. And there's not many people that I feel I could sit and have a conversation with and walk away thinking something. So, thinking something that I used to think was the complete opposite. But the, everything that you're explaining, mostly the fact that if everything is coming from this outward source and it's the self experiencing itself, 
it can't ever realize that it's interacting with itself because once it realizes it exists and it's doing that, then everything implodes. That's it, yes. Like, that, that concept blew my mind because no matter how hard we try to figure out and actually understand like where we come from, what we are, there'll always be some predatorial fear in the subconscious of our minds not allowing us to actually do it because then it's against our self-preservation. Yeah, that's that's the design of it. It has to be designed that way because again, it would be, you know, imagine if time existed and then what what everything would look like before time. So it's easy to imagine darkness. So then how does it separate darkness on top of darkness? It has to go from darkness to light or darkness to sound and then fracture from there. It's programmed to never really be able to accept that it's all just one thing experiencing itself. Um, and so my guess is that this is all a movie um, and we all might watch the same movie, uh, an actual movie, not this that I'm talking about. We could all watch the, uh, the same movie, The Avengers, let's say. Um, uh, I find it to be boring or too loud or whatever. And you guys might love it to bits. It doesn't change the movie. And so our experience is this emotion going through it. And the one thing wants to feel all sorts of emotions. And that's why good things happen and horrible things happen. And they'll always have to happen uh, because it's programmed that way. Like it makes perfect sense to me. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it definitely opens up the mind, man. And again, like who's to say what's true? Because the truth is constantly changing, you know? Just, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's definitely interesting. Like E said at, at one point talking about like uh, multiple dimensions and stuff like that. I feel like we had a conversation at one point kind of getting into it because uh, I was uh, listening to a bunch of different podcasts that were talking about how, yeah, we might live on, let's say like the third dimension, but there's like the fourth, fifth, sixth, first, second. And there are ways in which you can open your mind to experience these other dimensions. But like, that's how like the government is like talking to aliens and getting technology by doing stuff like this again. So through conversations with you, it, I hear things like this. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I would never believe anything like this. But then it's like, I don't know. Cause like, PlayStation 5 is about to come out, and that's like high-class technology. Technology's moving way too fast. Right. Are you trying to, are, do you think that's alien technology? Is that what you're saying right here, right now? I do. PlayStation 5? Well, I mean, I think, I think, I think a, lot, a lot of technology in general may possibly. I'm not, I never say anything like for sure or for completely no or completely yes. Like, there's a possibility. Because like, I don't understand how the pyramids got built. I'd like you to make a commitment right now, yes or no. I will not. Is the PS5 alien technology? Technically, technically, all, te all technology is, right? How? Because all technology is an amalgamation of people from different places. So those would, they would be alien to the place that they send the technology to, right? I mean, not aliens like an illegal alien or an alien from another country. I mean, aliens from on high. Don't try to hit me with those technicalities and semantics. Well, that's <laughs> aliens, I mean. That's the game I that we play. Commitment right here, right now on this podcast. Do you believe that aliens gave us this technology? Do you believe that aliens exist is a good question. I, oh, I definitely believe aliens exist. That's easy. There's a quote that says, there's one of two ways this works out. Either we are alone in the universe or we're not. Both are equally terrifying. I can see that. That's kind of scary. I 100% believe that there are aliens. There's no way. Yeah. If, if things just happen and, oh, we're the only thing that happened, there's no way. Right. It's almost arrogant to me to like to, to hear that, right? Like, we're the only ones out here, this massive galaxy, you know, places that are like light years away that we can't even see. Like, how do you say that we are the only ones here? Like, how? 
You're telling me that this, this universe is so unimaginably vast. And to say that we're the only ones here, that's some real arrogant stuff right there, man. Well, that, that means you have to believe that there's other planets out there. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't accept that there's other planets out there, but they're just twinkling lights that go like a mobile over a, uh, uh, an infant's bed, which they do, uh, all, all the stars keep going in the same pattern constantly, except the wandering stars, which are the planets, those, those move uh, differently. Uh, if you were to not believe in outer space being a bunch of balls of burning gas that we measure based off of what color the gas is burning, um, then yeah, it's easy to believe that there's no such thing as aliens because there's no such thing as outer space. Mm. So he just, just dropped mm. in the knowledge. Just dropping the knowledge. Mm. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that that, yeah. that would be the. So no, no. So 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 in the, in essence, you know, it'd be like okay, we are uh, like germs in this petri dish, right? And whatever's outside the petri dish is just there. We're just inside this world that we have no like content. We can't see uh, anything beyond a certain scope, right? But to me, yeah. even in that sense, even in that sense. Like maybe there, there's got to be like another petri dish, right? Like even if we're What's like some, of it? yeah, yeah, you know, that has their own world that they can't really see. So I don't know. I, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I particularly have a hard time thinking that we are the only ones, or maybe that's like the design. You know, maybe that we are inside this this one box, and it's made to give the illusion that there is this vast universe out there. But then like, what is controlling that? Who put us in this box? Mm-hmm. What put us hot. in this box? Starting to get hot now. You know what I'm saying? I, I know exactly <laughs> what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. And it even, even if you were to say it's a computer simulation, uh, like so many brainiacs like to do now, uh, okay, well, who wrote the program and who made the computer? Or if you want to go the religious, uh, uh, let there be light angle, Okay, well then, who put the creator into existence? It's it's this never-ending loop, you know. How do you? You can never know. You can never know. Yeah. Yeah, I just like to imagine God in a white robe at a dope-ass laptop, just making simulations. Yeah, he puts his glasses on and just that's how that's how I like to imagine uh, creation. This is dimly lit room listening to like lo-fi hip hop. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He just got his technology on, just tapping away. That's how we came to be. Oh, and that, that would be so perfect if he he, he does leave the little things in the code and be like Let's see which one of these uh, few are paying attention. Let me change the Monopoly guy real quick. <laughs> yeah, mirror, mirror. All right, dope. And then he hears us talking. He's like, hey, these guys got it. They got it. Bro. Hey, hey, Frank, Frank, I told you it would work. <laughs> hey, Pierre, you want to come down here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, nope. that's uh, it's, it's, it's quite deep. It is deep. Any more brain deep. busters? Oh, no. I'm, I'm still trying to think if I want to publicly state Alien technology. I like your word, please. No, I'm curious. Sorry. So my, my curiosity stems from the fact that like, so, so pyramids and things like that. My dad would always to post, like poke me to question things. It's like, Oh, well, how do you think that got made? And he does, he's like, I don't know, but what do you think? Just to give me like brain teasers as a kid. And then he was like in the military and he was like, Oh, there's technology where like with a satellite dish, they can see what's on the bottom of your shoe. And I was like, Oh my God, that's wild. And he's like, think about the games that you have. So that's what, that's what you guys have in the public. So what do you think? everybody else got <laughs> that's that's doing way more important work than you a 15 year old are doing 
I was like, that's, that's very fair. It's very fair. So I, I, the fact that technology advanced so fast, like in the past hundred years, the, the advances that we've had technologically. Yeah, it's incredible. Like I think about uh, Daniel Bryan loves to get on me about being on my phone all the time because I'm on it all the time. But look at this thing. It's I got a supercomputer in my hand. I have access to the whole world in my hand. I could text someone in Australia right now instantly. It's incredible. This device in my hand is incredible. So don't, don't you shame me for being on my phone. This thing is miraculous. <laughs> I got a miracle in my hand and you want me to put it down and do what? Stare at the wall? Go for a walk? Nah, I got the whole world right here. Right here, and why would I put it down? I love this thing, and I'll never stop loving my phone. I'm ashamed. There's there's a comedian I can't remember who it is, but they say what's what'd be the hardest thing to explain to somebody if you went in the past? It's like oh, cell phones. It's like well, what'd be the issue? It's like well, we got to tell them that we have this tiny little box that we can hold that has all of the world's knowledge, and we use it to send each other pictures of cats. <laughs> Kofa, you got another question? Yes, I do. Actually, I do. Um, Let me ask you about this, Kendrick. Uh, Ghosts, spirits, the afterlife. Uh, What do you think about that? I'd be interested to hear your take. Okay, so my wife and I actually watched a ghost movie last night. I don't believe in ghosts, um, but that's because I've never seen a ghost. But if I started experiencing ghost-like things, I would move out of the house immediately. (laughs) Um, the idea of ghosts really, they're, they're frightening. Um, I've been to a couple of places where they said it's haunted. So I want to check it out and see for myself because, um, that's more exciting than a a roller coaster. But, uh, I think, I think I'd be terrified for the rest of my life if I knew there was ghosts there. And, you know, there's, there's things I do in my private life that I'd like to keep private, you know, and I wouldn't want a ghost looking over me, you know? <laughs> just, just you can see it. like 10 ghosts in the room. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, oh no, you go, you go ahead. We're just going to watch. We're just going to stay here. I'd become an exhibitionist, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Forced, forcibly. <laughs> yeah. And what if it's like ghosts? So it's maybe it's the ghosts that are like around you are just family and friends too. And it's like, oh, oh man, grandma, oh, great no. grandma. Oh, no. No. I'm trying to have some alone time. Why are you on my shoulder? <laughs> I said, I'm with you always. Here's the thing, man. I think like, um, so you know how like uh, dogs can hear uh, different pitches than we can hear, right? They're, they're, you know, you blow a dog whistle, a person can't hear it, but the dog can hear it. The dog starts going nuts. So we can only hear uh, a certain like, a spectrum of decibels, right? I, was, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the right term. You know, and different dogs, different animals can hear other things, right? So is it not possible that for light, right? And for um, things that we can see, that we can only see between, you know, Roy G. Biv, all those colors, right? If there's different colors that our eyes and, you know, we can't process because, you know, they're like outside of our spectrum and ability to see them. Well, it's, it's uh, already... Yeah, been I well proven as much as proven and uh, anything can be, you know, like infrared. Well, we can't see infrared, but there's so if I got this right, there's like the seven bands that humans can see uh, of different colors in the color spectrum, and these are all variants of those bands. But there's supposed to be 256 bands uh, 
So that would mean that we can only see 249 of them. Uh, Or we can't see 249 of them. Uh, So, yeah, um, for sure, I would think that there's things out there that can see things we can't see. Um, And sharks themselves can can see like different impulses and stuff that we can't see. So they say, I mean, who knows? I've never asked the shark. So let me let me take that a step further. And again, at the expense of coming off as an extremist or whatever, you take it to the next sense. Let's say touch. Is there like a certain like scale to which things are solid enough or not solid enough that we can touch? I mean, for example, like like a mist. Like I guess technically you can touch it, but it's obviously not as hard as a piece of wood. So are there things that fall within the Venn diagram or the spectrum of things that you can't see and you can't touch, but are actually there? You can't hear them because they're in. So now are we talking about like, is that the other quote unquote dimension? Like things are moving around us, but we can't touch them. We can't see them. We can't feel them because they don't fall within the spectrum of what we're able to see, feel and touch. And then vice versa. Maybe they can't touch us either. But then sometimes people will say like, okay, I'm in a room and I feel something, something like grazed up against me. You can't see it. You can't hear it. You can't smell it, but you felt it. So now like that is the little like piece of the Venn diagram where there's that like overlap. Right. So are these beings like living beings that live by a different set of, um, you know, criteria that gives them life? but they're moving around all around us and we're all in the same area moving around, going about our, our business, but only there's only a handful of times where we like interact and we associate that with like spirits or, you know, spiritualism or whatever, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever it is. And I'm asking you like, you have the answers. I mean, so it's something I've never considered before. It's really interesting because certainly there's things we can't smell um we know that animals certain animals can't taste certain things i i'm not saying i'm right on this but say a cat can't taste sweet you know we know there's things that we can't see and can't hear so why wouldn't it be the same for touch um i guess that's uh that's uh, that's really interesting i would think when i think of ghosts i think of the spirit of something that's dead but there could be something ghost like that's outside of that but different beings that exist not necessarily the the spirit of the dead, but a being that exists in ways that we can't we can't uh, receive that that we can't feel. That's that's wow. That's that's really interesting. I've never I've never even uh, heard of anybody pondering that before. That's 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 the first time I've ever pondered it. I just yeah, yeah, yeah. that's an exclusive. That's exclusive yeah, on the New Day yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this conversation, that's why I sit down and listen to like the stuff that you guys are talking about when you're having those conversations, because that like sparks the thought. And whether it's true or not, like mm. we'll never ever know. But it's important, you know, just like not be closed minded. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, I don't know, I had these blinders on for so long, and then all of a sudden you discover the ability to fly. And now we have planes. No one thought it was possible. And, and you know, but if you keep your mind closed, that like you don't get to expand that, that creativity. I guess. Yeah. It's, it's all, to me, it's very interesting, but uh, I generally prefer to be dumb and happy. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm going for. <laughs> I think the more, you, more close minded you could be uh, and the smaller your world is, it's a much easier life. And honestly, probably much more enjoyable. Do you, do you like feel more happy 
pontificating about the world, it, it's, uh, it can be daunting, you know? It can be a very uh, heavy burden being knowledgeable. So that's what I'm, as soon as we're done with this conversation, I'm going to go back to, to dumbing things down and narrowing my universe. Um, but thank you, Brian. I do appreciate it. And uh, I, I mean, you, you really said a mouthful there. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, it, there, there's uh, old sayings for a reason, and ignorance is definitely bliss. Um, ignorance is not the same as being stupid. And my wife always says to me, like, you're never going to know the answer. What are you wasting your time for? You know, and, and she plays this home designing game on her phone and listens to her EDM music. And she's perfectly happy. Uh, she's right. It's these things will just lead to loneliness and, and, and this <laughs> quiet desperation. And it's, it's, no, it's not good for anybody. <laughs> so, so that, that's the lesson of the end of this podcast. That's it. That's the lesson that we wanted you guys to learn. That's it. Don't so not listen to any mind. of this that you're better off without any of it that's right yes that we wasted the last hour of your life exactly it's all just doing dishes until you die i realized that years ago it's all just wasting time uh, life is it's pretty damn boring you know like there's really there's there's not much to it you know it's just it's just killing time until you're dead so yeah i mean listen to it don't listen to it it makes no difference you know it all it, it, it all ends in a, a box or a jar. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's all pointless. <laughs> <you know? laughs> well, Kendrick, we appreciate you being on today, hey, man. Thanks for having me, man. fellas. This feels weird to ask you after all this. Is there anything that you want to say to people? Because I know like you want your social media is out there or... Yeah, my wife runs all those, and it's okay. it's basically rinse and repeat whatever I'm told to say. Um, <laughs> you know, wrestling pro wrestling is a thing once it's allowed to be a thing again. Um, that's it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, perfect. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening to this. This is this has been fun. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And remember, you can tell your friends. Go download this podcast. And then subscribe to it because it helps your boys out. And you can get it wherever you listen to your podcast. Just search The New Day, Feel the Power. You'll see the pink picture with the three black guys' faces on it. Click it, subscribe. And if you're on Apple, uh, go ahead and leave us that five-star review because, again, that helps your boys out. So we can have great guests like Brian Kendrick. Oh, hey. shucks. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Kofi, where can they find you on socials? You can find me at True Kofi on the Twitter, and you can find me at the True Kofi on Instagram. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at Xavier Woods PhD. You can catch me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Austin Creed. You can catch me on YouTube, up, up, down, down. Thank you. And I'm at WWE Biggie on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm on Cameo doing all the things related to uh, Kensineira's birthdays, um, greetings, goodbyes. If you want to break up with someone, you're sick of seeing their face because you see them every day. What if you broke up with someone that lived with you Whoa, and you couldn't leave bro. right now? You know what I mean? Let me what handle that. Am. Let me handle it. Dude, Don't worry. Yes, about dude, it. You. <laughs> I got you. That's incredible. Right. If someone doesn't get you get a cameo from you to break up with somebody now just to do it, I'm right. I'm mad. But if you're still quarantined in the same house, you got like one bedroom. What do you do? Ugh. But you're just sick of them. You're done with it. You're, you're over done. it. Well, somebody sleeping. It. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Book me. <laughs>
That's the show, I guess. <laughs> Take us home, Woodsy. All right, make sure to get our shirt, podcast yeah. shirt, baby. If you got the video right now, I'm wearing it. It's good. It's nice. It's a mixtape picture. Mm. My tattoo is very prevalent. Triforce, baby. Pick it up. It's the good stuff. Thank you so much. We love you. Love. And we'll hear you. We'll hear you. No, we'll 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 we'll, we'll see you. No, we won't see you either. Come we'll on, man. Give you a new podcast next week. Get it together. Thank you. Get it <laughs> together. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and remember, you. none Thank of this matters. You.